Welcome into the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. We'll look back at the uh, Friday night loss to Elder and look ahead to this week's game against St. Xavier. But we do start with a heavy heart, obviously, the passing of uh, former basketball player Michael Curran, the tragic death um, over the weekend. I know for you, Mark, uh, I, I, you came after Michael, obviously, had graduated, but you have, I'm sure, several players that, that knew Michael, maybe even are friends with Michael. And that had to be tough for, for the entire Molar community, and especially for your players as you start another week of practice. Actually, we have two of his brothers on the team. Um, so, yeah, this has been a sombering, uh, just crazy. Because, you know, you walk in yesterday and you feel it. I mean, it's like walking in and you get hit with a uh, just a, a, a terrible feeling. And, and, I mean, the the amazing part, and this is, to be honest, this is it, it's made me reflect on some things. I mean, just, just how people talk about him, and, and it's just... Uh, it really is remarkable. He, I didn't get to know him. I mean, I met him, and and he seemed like a fantastic young man, uh, certainly. But I mean, to just get to meet him, that that wasn't it. I mean, the way everybody talks about him, um, he, he sounded like he was just special. Yeah, you know, broadcasting Molar basketball as I have the last few years, and and certainly seeing his career evolve. Completely selfless player on the court, and and, and a lot of times you see that selflessness if you're that. If you're that selfless on the floor, I'm going to guess that's probably how you are as a, as a person, too. Again, I didn't know Michael well. I think I talked to him once or twice. Yeah. That was it. But when you watch how he played and where he put everything else above himself and and probably could have gone a lot of places and been a 15-point-per-game scorer and wanted to be a part of a champion and, and be a major contributor to a champion and do it w- without having his own personal agenda and goals, um, that probably tells me about that kid a lot. Yeah, no, I mean it does, and and I'll say this is this is something that I've reflected upon. I mean, just um, and this is where you know, as as the adults, we're supposed to be the the role model and 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 the the person setting the the example. But I mean, I I've learned through the years that oftentimes you know we get inspired as adults by by kids and and by the players that we coach and and. Um, it, it made me sit there and think just the way everybody talks about him. I sit there and go, goodness, you know, you know, if I were to pass, people certainly wouldn't be saying these same things about me. I need to be better, you know. And when you just when you see what an impact that, that he had on so many people that there's this much of an outpouring, it, it is it's it's inspiring to to me to to want to be better myself and to want to have. Um, that impact that he's had upon people to say, goodness, you know, I need to be better. I need to do better because I, I, I'm not doing the same things that he was doing to have this an impact on the humans that he's around. Um, I need to, to pick up my um, impact upon others in a positive way. Well said. All right, let's move on to to football. Where uh, Friday night you go to the pit, uh, and jump on a thirteen nothing lead, and, and Elder comes storming back to win thirty five twenty two. We had talked last week about the challenge you had to your football team at halftime of Trinity to keep fighting, and it certainly seemed to roll over to that to this game. I know people can look and go, well, your defense got steamrolled as the game went along. I think a lot of that has to do with just how good Elder can be offensively and the number of weapons. But let's start with the with the fight in your team. You challenged them the week before. They responded the second half of Trinity. How did you think they responded for for the 48 minutes of Friday night? I thought that, that they responded well. And, and the thing I said to um, to our team is, is listen, this we're, we're at a tough spot. You know what I mean? You, you walk around. Moeller and and we're the football team and and Moeller's known for football and we don't have a very good record right now 
Um, we just got our teeth kicked in. I mean, it got embarrassed. And, and it takes a lot of fortitude to be able to walk around with your chest out and and have confidence and show up against a really good team that played in the state championship last year um, and and carry confidence into the game. And we're going to see what we're made of. And and I thought that our guys came out and we responded. Uh, we, we, we jumped out on them. Uh, and I'll say this. I, 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 you know, I try to be as just – realistic and grounded and all those things is and I do I'm a positive person but I rarely would say hey a 13 point game is a close game here's the reality they scored two touchdowns in the red zone on fourth down mm-hmm. and kept the they live with a fourth down punt run too yeah you know and and they made those plays and we've got to not make those plays but those are literally I mean you always talk about well hey I mean this play this game's a, a couple plays away if they don't have that 70 yard run you're like yeah you know I mean it's a 70 yard run you know like <laughs> like they did you know but I'll say this I mean when when you you get them all the way down to fourth right. down and one, one was a fourth and ten if I'm not mistaken fourth and ten yeah. and and we tip the ball and and their kid made the play and that's why they won the games because they made those plays but literally you're saying if this thing goes slightly different if it goes just a, a hair different than than the way it did um th- these could be different outcomes because when you're scoring fourth down it's a seven point play yeah, if it no, goes right. well um maybe if i call better play whatever it might be and, and then they scored another one on a third and nine in the red i mean it, so you're talking about some some plays that that really came down to it um now we got to make them you know we, we do we got to make them but um we 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 took a big step forward from where we were a week ago for sure i mean we were non-competitive we 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 just got our teeth kicked in against a really talented trinity team uh this week there was a lot of fight there was there was competition elder had to earn that victory uh, we need to take another step because we've got a big opponent coming up yeah we'll talk about saint xavier coming up in in segment two yeah i, I thought a big play you, i think you're up 13 nothing you force them into a punt um and, and they do the rugby style punt where they give drew ramsey who's obviously an excellent athlete in the wildcat as a receiver all that they give him that option to to take off and run he decides to take off and run you're about to get it back up 13 nothing he runs for a first down they keep the drive alive they go down and score in my opinion that was a huge play and I don't know if it was anything other than he just read the situation the right way yeah well you know I I regret my call on that we were in safe and and um, so sometimes, with but what in theory, that doing, should be the right call. I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that and that's the thing, and and that's where I got to be better than that because, in theory, safe is the the quote unquote sounds right, but the way they did things, they, they had a really long side. To be honest, we we would have been better off to with our it. punt return unit out there, either with our hold up or rushing it. I mean, frankly, that was that was truly the better call. Um, and, and I need to be better there. If, if we, and it's a shame, you know, looking back, hindsight, and I, I do that every week. I, I try to go back, and uh, I'm a big let's let's point the thumb first guy, and and we lose a game. Where, where do I need to be better? Because um, that was one of them for sure. Is is let, let's be smarter and and know that that they created some gaps, and it was it was a difficult look for our punt safe. I should have been in in our base, uh, either return or a block, and and I think we would have been a better situation there. Choose to uh, to change the quarterback position. Noah Gesselbrock got the start. You moved T.J. Rotello back to running back. Let's start with Noah first. How did you think he performed in start number one? Certainly got off to a hell of a good start, hitting the the, the, the wheel route up the sideline to, to T.J. Rotello for a touchdown. But overall, how did you think he handled things? 
I thought he did well. I mean, that's that's his first start for us on varsity, and and went out first and foremost protected the football. We we didn't turn the ball over, which was great to see. Um, you know, I thought that he managed the game well. He didn't seem to get affected by, um, you know, playing on a big stage and, and so forth. So I was very pleased with that. And and I'll say this: I mean, that decision was was made really because we think TJ is is. Um, Certainly, one of our top top players, and one and of the hundred yards rushing, hundred yeah. yards receiving. I mean, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely, and 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 just felt like really that it's we need to put him in the situation that's going to have him have the largest, most positive effect upon the game, and um, and really thought that him being at the running back position would would do that, and felt felt good about uh, either Noah or Lamont going in there and and playing well for us if if. Um, if we made that change and we ended up going with Noah and I thought that he did a great job and, and then I think that showing putting TJ at the running back position was a good move. I mean, he, he certainly had a really good day, uh, had the big touchdown to, to uh, start off that first series with and, and just in general ran the ball well. Yeah, no question about it. Um, offensively, you guys did drive it a bunch and in fact uh, got it into to elder territory a bunch. How much of that – you, you know, you, you didn't get some points out of it, missed a field goal one time. Um, I think Noah missed uh, Josh Caddis on a, on a maybe a seam route at the end of the half, just threw it behind him, maybe rushed it, whatever, and that's a young guy making his first start. How much of it do you look back and you go, as you mentioned, you're a hair off, just a, just a hair off, and that's that's the difference between scoring some points when you need to and turning the ball over on downs or, or not scoring points at all? Sure, yeah, no, I, th- I thought that we were we – were... Again, a step better. You know, we, we took a big step forward. I, I felt like offensively from what what we had done the previous week, we, we had a drive in there in the red zone that we certainly w- uh, would have loved to have had it work out a little bit different. Um, we, we made a couple mistakes in there during that red zone um that, that I mean, hey, that's that's the difference in winning and losing. Sure. I mean, when you uh, if you go out there and, and get zero because we went forward on fourth, if you go out there and get zero, um, that compared to, to getting seven, and and when it wasn't forced errors, it was just we didn't, you know, we didn't run the right route, we didn't make the right read, we didn't hit the right guy, whatever it might have been uh, for each of those plays. That that's the difference between winning and losing, and we and we didn't go, you know, the the. The way the game was going, we needed to go for it on fourth. Um, the a field goal wasn't going to do do us any good at that point in time. So um, that was that was a little bit discouraging. But in general, I thought that our offense played well. Um, they moved the ball better than what we had been doing. Uh, we we found open receivers. Uh, we ran the ball effectively. So I, I was I was pleased with the step that we took. Uh, now we need to again continue to advance. Defensively, you're, you're facing an offense that, that put 52 on the board against LaSalle, um, that, that, that put 24 on the board through three quarters against St. X and, and kind of stalled out a little bit. But an offense coming in averaging 38 a game, um, averaging over 400 yards a game. They've got the different packages with Drew Ramsey and the Wildcat and spreading the field with four wide receivers. And I, I, I was interested in between plays. I'd look over at you. I'd look down at Doug. I'd see what package he had. It looked like you were trying to figure out what package he had and sending on defenders to match that. How much of this really was that kind of a chess match? because you're trying to guess okay the quarterback is in the huddle but occasionally they'll spread the quarterback out and they'll put the kid in, in the in the in the wildcat that becomes a really interesting chess match to watch at least from my perspective from a coaching perspective yeah. you got 10 seconds to make that decision of personnel but how much of it really was just trying to get personnel matched up uh that was a lot of it and and um no I, first of all i said it before i i mean I think that Coach Ramsey does a fantastic job. I mean, they're a pain in the butt. Uh, they, they really do a great job offensively. 
Uh, I thought that he did a, a really, really nice job. I sent him a text after the game. I thought he did a really, really nice job of of making some in-game adjustments to, to what we were presenting to them. Because uh, I thought that we came out and, and our initial plan, I think, w- was, a, was a good one. And I thought that he adjusted really well, uh, got into some Wildcat stuff, um, forced us to make some changes right. there because um, – just really was putting an emphasis upon the run and, and trying to add that extra runner because the reality of it is is that it, when you snap the ball to the quarterback and you know Ramsey being back there at the quarterback position um you, you the, the tackler if you're in a single high look the tackler's the post player i mean just they got 11 you know, ten people blocking right. for that eleventh guy. Our eleventh guy that, that is the is tackler the free is the, the the free guy to hit him right. is the post player. If you're in some sort of, sort of single high, so um, they got into quite a bit more wildcat than what I had anticipated they would do. I think that that was a reaction to what uh, we were showing them. And, and then that, that got us on our heels and off of our games. I thought that we started off really, really well defensively. Uh, and then they started to wear us out there a little bit with that quarterback wildcat package with the Ramsey kid. Um, and then we couldn't find our groove again after that, unfortunately. Then they were they were able to be more effective in both the passing game and the running game moving forward. So thought he did a good job, got us off balance after we uh, had a good, solid start. Um, uh, credit to Coach Ramsey there on that. And, and – um, you know, we, we just we got to play better. I got to coach better. I got to I got to have a better adjustment myself. They also have a quarterback who came in completing seventy three percent of his passes. And you see the numbers on paper, and you think, hey, it's got to be dink and dunk and screen game, and 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 they're they're making high percentage things for him, and they do some of that. But he's also a doggone accurate passer. I mean, yeah. he made a couple of throws. He made one rolling left, I think, in a sprint out where he was rolling left, threw it back on a deep corner route uh, yep. to his receiver on that side that a lot of high school quarterbacks, hell, a lot of guys on Saturdays and Sundays don't make that throw, and he put it on a dime. You face a kid like that, I know it's hard to do this, but how much do you just – I mean, he makes the throw. You talk about the fourth down throw to the end zone. You get a hand on it, but he yep. puts it the only place – it can be caught by his receiver as high as he can, let somebody go up and get it. Um, I don't think that's by accident. I think that kid's that accurate. How much do you just, in retrospect, it's hard to do, tip your cap and go, hey, kid's just an accurate thrower. And sometimes we were there and he just makes the right throw. Yeah, I mean, that that's some of it for sure. Uh, you know, the big corner around me is a spectacular throw, but I'll say this. I mean, we got we got a guy that's got to be there. Right. Um, so we, we didn't. Uh, we had two up in, in in a cover three deal. We need to we need to be on top of that thing from the outside. That's a um, you know it's a heck, heck of a throw, but we got to sure. we got to be there. We we got somebody that's, that's that needs to be there. Uh, that that's basic cover three stuff. I mean, if if you get two up, you got to you got to honor two up through your zone and 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 um, you know. So we need to be there on that one. That it was a, a great throw, and I don't think he makes that throw if we're up. He yeah, throws pro- to yeah, the, right. to to the somebody, shallower yeah, right, throw. Right. But I'll see this. That's what that kid does well. Is he does he doesn't he doesn't force the ball very much. I mean, he um, he threw that ball because of an error that we made, but he saw the error. Yeah. You know, and if we were high on that thing, I think he would have hit the the shallow route, and he was it would have still. Been a good game. It just wouldn't have been for right. forty or whatever it was. But no, I mean, he. I, I, it felt like he completed over one hundred percent of his passes against <laughs> us. I mean, like twenty three to twenty seven. Yeah, so yeah, damn close. I mean, it was darn close. Yeah, exactly. I felt like it was twenty eight to twenty seven. Right. But he. He. Um. He doesn't make a bunch of mistakes. He. He. He takes what you give him. 
And that's and there is a little bit of dink and dunk in there, but but part, that's shoot. I mean, that's part of football. Is yeah, if we're pressuring space, right? and 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 you got a little bubble route out of the backfield, he he made the right decision like all the time. So that that's that's part of being a really good quarterback is is that. I mean, all, all these guys in the West Coast system in in the NFL. I mean, they're they're completing a whole bunch of balls that are that are dink and dunk balls, but that's that's, that's part, part of, of system, it right? is is finding the open guy and hitting him and. Uh, and making that decision based upon what the defense is giving you in a pressure situation, that's uh, a tribute to him. I, I think he's a heck of a quarterback, and, and uh, unfortunately, I think he's back next year. I think, I'd, I'd love to. To, <laughs> I, I think he should be an early uh, yeah. early uh, exit guy. I mean, him and the 12 kid. But I, I think that they got a passing game. I mean, that, that number 18 was also – Yeah, Neiman. Um, yeah, he, he didn't do as much against us. We were, he's we the were one that caught the corner route, though. So, yeah, he's the one that caught that deep ball in the corner route. So, yeah, he caught a couple right. balls. He, caught, right, he did right, catch right. a couple balls about but he had been a big red zone guy and right. really they ended up going to Ramsey a whole bunch more and uh, and then 16 caught the one corner on us for a touchdown too but no I think that quarterback's the real deal not to single anybody out defensively but I know I called his name a lot and certainly a lot in the first half was Wyatt Bullock up front it seemed like he did a did a really good job of at least getting some penetration getting off the ball again I, I hate to always single a guy out because probably the film will always show something different but it seemed like he was he was around a lot of plays on Friday night no, he was. Uh, I thought Wyatt made a bunch of plays. I thought he did a lot of good things. Um, there was a handful of guys. Uh, uh, Nate made a couple big yep. plays. He had a couple big sacks in there for us. Um, player two probably like to have back. With Tony Mock. I mean, I thought Tony. I think Tony's playing his best ball as a senior, and I thought he really showed up physical and um, played well the other day. So I, I think there was a handful of guys that did play well. Again, we we've. We've just got a one more play, you know. We got to we got to get a stop on the, on the stinking. We got to stop, and they and they run the punt. You know, we 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 get them to what's normally a stop on third down. We get the stop, and they go for it on two fourths and score touchdowns. We we just got to get one more play a couple times, and and that can be a positive for us. But that's that's why we lost is because Elder made those one more plays, and we didn't. So um, we've got to take that step forward to make those those last couple plays on the critical plays on fourth downs. All right, we'll talk about uh, maybe trying to make those plays this week as uh, Moeller travels to St. Xavier for a Week 5 game, Game 2 in the GCL South. We'll talk about that, the upcoming playoffs, which, believe it or not, hate to say it, we're not even out of September, and they're right around the corner as we continue. It's the Moeller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. Oil. The oil and oil. Make sure you do the oil changes. You need to replace your oil. Oil is like the lifeblood of your vehicle. Oil is the most critical part of the engine. For maintenance, repairs, and tires, come in to Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome back into the Moeller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. Here in segment two, we're going to talk about uh, this week's upcoming game with with St. Xavier. Before we do that, Mark, and I'm probably putting you on the spot with this because I'm so confused on how this whole playoff seating, scenario, formatting, all that's going to take place. What do you know as we sit here on this Tuesday about how that's going to transpire? 
Uh, and not much, just to be honest. I don't pay. I haven't paid much attention to it yet. There is a seating, though, right? You guys are going to vote to see. Yeah, is that correct? I, I don't know. Uh, so, so I got an email the other day, and I kind of skimmed it real quick. I, I've I've read some stuff on the HSA site. And my head is spinning on it. So yeah. I, so I think sixty six teams are are opted in, in right that now, right, yes. and there's so four teams have to play to get it down to a sixty four. So most people are going to be having a buy, but then if if because of X, Y, and Z, if some people opt out, if two or more teams opt out, then, then you're down then to a manageable down to number. A manageable number and play play right away. It, I I don't know. I know we play St. X on on Friday, <laughs> and you're and you've and, opt, and and you're I, opting in to play the playoffs. Um, yo, yeah, that part we, you know. We play St. X on Friday, and that's my only concern. <laughs> that's like, oh, fair enough. Yeah, because that that's in two weeks. Right. I'm like, look, we got. I mean. We got enough to worry about on Friday, so it, there might be a vote this this coming up weekend. I don't know. I mean, um, they'll tell you to be there. You yeah, be there, I'm, and I'll yeah. show up and go. They're gonna. <laughs> they're probably gonna tell us who we play, and and you know after we play X and after we play LaSalle, we'll worry about them. But right now, I'm really worried about playing X and and finding a way to get a win. I was talking about saying X. They come in at, at two and two and, and two and zero oh in the GCL South, having beaten both LaSalle and Elder. Their losses to uh, to two teams from from Indiana that are really good, Indy Cathedral, uh, this past Friday, and then Brownsburg a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I guess the key for them is their, their quarterback, Brogan McKay, left Friday night's game. Um, don't know if he's going to play or not. I, I mean, does that factor in? I, I, that, that, this question gets asked of coaches at, at every level, and, and sometimes you, you really don't know how to answer because um, you don't know what you're going to see. At the same time, it's still the same offense probably. It's just a different guy at the helm. So when you have this scenario where you don't know who's going to quarterback, how do you, how do you start to, to break that down? Or you just break down the offense and go from there? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we start off with breaking down the offense and going from there. And then as the week goes on and we're not even to that point for me quite yet, but, uh, we're, we're right now we're defending plays and we're defending what they do and, and, um, what they're trying to do and, and doing that based upon, uh, the formations, the, the personnel, the formations, the, the situation and so forth. Now, as a as a play caller, you know, we'll later in the week look at okay, let's let's look at when when he got in. What is it that? Um, how did they adjust? What did he do well? What what do we want to try to um, change if he's the guy? What do we, we think they're going to want to change because he's the guy? Right. Is it going to be anything? Is it going to be a, a whole bunch? Nothing, and, and so. As it gets later in the week, that's uh, I'll be looking at that and trying to, to simulate a, a strategy from a play calling standpoint of what I would do if 13's in the game versus what I would do if 15's in the game. Um, but early in the week, right now, we're defending what we've seen on on offense from them. Um, in the four games that, that we got. So as far as that stuff is concerned, that's, that's really how we're doing it. And, and um, I'm sure some people do it different than that, but that's, that's what, what we're doing. I'll say this. I mean, I will have a plan for both, um, but I, I'm, I'm expecting C-15. I'm sure he's going to be back. This is a big game. This is a rival game. Uh, I'm sure if his legs broke, they'll, they'll, you know, <laughs> find a way, they'll find a way to, to, you know, 
stitch it together and have them play. I mean, I'm just one of those type of games. I know, you know, talking to our friend Tony Pike, he talks about they've got three, four, five good quarterbacks in the, in the program, and it makes you wonder if that's the case, that, that maybe they don't change anything at all. They just roll the next guy through and, and run their stuff, and uh, maybe that is the case for them. So uh, I, I guess we'll see come Friday night. Defensively, I know this about St. X always. They are physical. They're, they're, they're among, to me, when I watch high school football, two teams that have always impressed me tackling um, have been Colerain and X. When they get you, you go to the ground. There's no – and the one thing about high school football, Mark, and you've been around it en- enough just scouting it to know that, that a lot of times high school football comes down to a guy just running through tackles on a regular basis and tackling isn't as crisp as it is at the next level. I know when I watch X and Colerain play always, the one thing that stands out is they tackle you. When you watch them on film, what stands out to you? Uh, yeah, I do I do think that they're, they're a physical team and they are a good tackling team. I think uh, – Coach Speck does a nice job. He's a really good coach. He, he's a defensive guy at heart. Right. I think he's he's dabbled in the offense a little bit, kind of like me. But he, he's a defensive guy at heart, and and he's going to coach those guys well, whether whether he's coordinated or not. Uh, I know that that's kind of gone back and forth throughout the years. I, uh, at least that's what I've been yeah. told. Um, but one way or the other, I mean, being a defensive guy, you know, he he's certainly just going to make your voice sure is heard, well. right? Your yeah, voice, exactly. Your voice right. is going to be yeah. heard. So uh, I think they do a good job. I think they're tough physical football team I think they tackle really well I think the the heart of their their defense goes right down the middle they got a nose guard that's extremely active and physical they got a middle linebacker that's that's a really really good player they got a a, a little adjuster guy that I mean he he's all over the place making a bunch of plays I think it's six so no I mean they've they've got a really good defense they're they're well coached um, they, they run a system that they've been running and and those kids know it like the back of their hand so um, they're, they're gonna be primed and ready to go for this game. And, and much like you, you've played obviously a very good schedule. So have they. We mentioned it. Indy Cathedral, I put them up against uh, a, a lot of programs in this country, for goodness sure. sakes. And, and Brownsburg, I think, is still number one um, in their class in Indiana. Those are two really good teams. I think we sometimes lose sight of that. We talked last week about how good we think the football in Ohio is, and you made the point, you're right, depth-wise, top to bottom, it probably is better than Indiana. But there are parts of Indiana that are really good, and um, you know, over the years, the, because GCL teams have had a hard time finding games, They've gone to Indiana to, to, to find those games and challenge themselves, and you know X has, has faced those challenges already. Yes, absolutely. So, no, Brownsburg is, is really good. I know John Hart, and, I mean, I've been to that facility. I mean, that they got a weight room that, I mean, there's there's a, a bunch of group of five schools that would, would gladly <laughs> switch with them, I can tell you, maybe even a handful of power five schools. I mean, it, that, that's a that's a real program that, that does things well. And John's, I mean, Coach Hart's won a, a quadrillion games. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know how many state titles, but they do a great job. Cathedral is, I mean, they are a national power. I mean, they, they are. So, no, they played a couple teams from Indiana that maybe maybe us folk here in Cincinnati don't don't hear about. Those are real deal programs. Like nobody's nobody's really excited to try to get the, those teams on the schedule. So, um, th- those two losses are tough losses. I mean, those teams would compete for a state championship sure. here in the state of Ohio. I'm not saying they win it, but they would they would certainly be in that that small cluster of teams that you talk about. And then the fact that they're two and zero in in the GCL. I mean that that speaks volumes. I mean. The, the two teams that they beat are really, really – and we just played Elder. They're a really, really good team. Uh, LaSalle's a really, really good team. And and so um, this is a, a extremely talented, well-coached uh, football team that, that's going to be prepared well. Uh, they're going to they're gonna come out on fire, and, and this is a rival game. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. But our kids, I mean, they, they feel it. They, they talk about St. X – 
um, all year long, you know, and, and that's that's good. Um, that's good. This is a game that, that is important to everybody in the program. It's important to everybody in that school. Yep. Mark Willis, good luck on Friday night. Look forward to seeing the game. We'll have that for you here from WatchHSSports.tv and ESP Media. For the head coach, Mark Elder, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the Moeller Football Podcast.